Welcome to this episode of Catchy Knowledge, where we want more than just fishy knowledge, we want catchy knowledge. Today we have someone larger than life. I can say that because he's been struck by lightning twice and has lived to tell about it. I know you're interested. Let's get to it. Today I'd like to welcome Trevor McKenney to this episode of Catchy Knowledge. Trevor is one of the younger fishermen I've interviewed, but in his young life, he has fished the Bassmaster Opens, won the Carhartt College bracket, and qualified for the Bassmaster Classic. He also fished at McKendry University under John Rinder's leadership. Enough already. Let's get going. This time, we're just jumping right into the first question. Thanks for being here, Trevor. How and where did you start fishing? I spent a lot of time fishing with my dad and grandpa, and really, they just got me into fishing at a really young age. Can you tell the listeners what you mainly fish for? Yep, I mainly fish for bass. I do fish for crappie, though. I went fishing today, actually, and caught a bunch of crappie. And I fish a lot of bass tournaments. But when I'm not bass fishing, I like to catch crappie, and I like to fry them up and eat them. They're delicious. Yeah. So were you, what were you doing today for the crappie? Were you using those big, long poles with a... Where you just drop it out and swing them back? Yeah, a a lot of people fish like that. I'm more of a cast and reel kind of guy for crappie. So Uh using the new, it's called Hummingbird Mega Live. It's like you can literally see the fish down below Uh your boat. Yeah. I would just cast them for the crappie, cast them on brush piles and stuff like that. You were talking about that Mega Live stuff. It's pretty crazy how they do that. It is, yep. You can literally see your bait. Like, yeah. I'll flip my bait out in front of the boat, and I'll just watch it go right to the fish. Uh-huh. And it's almost like playing a video game. The young <laughs> yeah. kids will like it, and it's really, really cool. I just interviewed your coach. Can you tell me about that experience, being an angler on his team? So, I had a lot in high school. I started fishing high school tournaments, and I had a lot of success in high school. And you interviewed Coach John Render. He was my coach at McKendree University. He actually reached out to me when I was in high school. He sent me a letter and and just kind of said, hey, I'm interested in you. Um, I would like for you to fish for our fishing team at McKendree University. And I reached out to him. We just became really close. And I was fortunate enough to fish for him at McKendree for five years. I just graduated. And it was a really awesome experience. I had some really great memories fishing for John at McKendree. And it was awesome. Are you kind of like a six-year senior since because of the pandemic may have affected? Yeah, uh, I could have graduated in three years. <laughs> I went for five years just because I like fishing so much. And uh, I just kind of prolonged my school um, just so I could fish. And it really paid out for me because I won the Bassmaster College bracket this last five years, I wouldn't have won the bracket. So, um, you know, God had a plan and it worked out just perfect. Yeah. I was actually, uh, watching the college bracket a week ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. I won that last year and, uh, it was really cool. It was a life changing tournament. Yeah. They were talking about you on the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the same thing and it was really cool. What are some things you learned from Coach John? So John and his wife, Carla, they are two of the greatest people I've ever had the pleasure to meet. I don't know. I've learned 
so much just in general from fishing, um, traveling the country. Um, they've taught me just many life lessons as far as how to deal with people, how to deal with stuff on the road. John, he's a worry board. He worries about everything, and uh, he's almost taught me a lot when it comes to preparing for stuff. We travel a lot. Wear and tear goes on your vehicles. It goes on your boat. And if John's taught me anything, he's taught me to really pay attention to your your boat tires, um, plugs when you're plugging in at a hotel at night on your boat. He just pays attention to everything, and he's kind of rubbed off on me. And I begin to worry about stuff like that. And he's really had a positive influence on me when it comes to preparing for a tournament and when it comes to stuff like boat plugs and tires and stuff like that. He also talked about how he shoots the wheel bearings of a heat gun. Yeah, he does all kinds of stuff. You never know what John's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, but those little things can make a really big difference. Yep, yep. That's definitely one thing he's taught me and everyone else on the team. Sometimes it's the little things that he has to really pay attention to. So did your high school have a fishing team or what? Yeah, we did. So when I was a freshman in high school, that was in 2013, high school fishing was just really starting to become popular. Illinois started the IHSA fishing, and schools were really starting to get fishing teams, and high school anglers were starting to travel the country and fish. And when I was a freshman, me and another kid, we started a high school club and a team at my high school, and we started fishing in tournaments all over the place. We would go any tournament, every tournament, we would travel, and we were pretty fortunate. My dad would take us to the tournaments, and his dad would take us to the tournaments, and in high school, it takes a boat captain. So, like I said, we were fortunate. We had my dad and his dad. They took us. But, yeah, we really just started a team and started fishing as much as we possibly could. And it turned out into something really good. And now high school tournaments are drawing 250, 300 boats. So high school fishing has grown exponentially compared to what it was when I was fishing. So it's been really cool to watch and see how high school fishing and college fishing and even at the junior level now they have fishing for juniors they just had the the junior national championship on uh, Carroll County Lake for Bassmaster um it's been really cool to see how youth has grown through fishing yeah have you ever heard about how the Bass Federation does a thing you can like make a team for free or something yeah I fished the Bass Federation tournaments when I was a junior so they've been around for quite a while Yeah, I was thinking about using them to start a team at our school since we don't have one. And, well, there's only one team I've heard about in our area, and they're a lot bigger school than us. Yep. No, I would definitely uh, reach out to your school. If you have a boat captain, there's a good chance you could make a team. Yeah, my parents are both teachers, so. That's uh, what I went to school to be, was a teacher. Now your job's fishing. Mm, I'm trying to make my job fishing, so. Yeah, I went to school to be a teacher, and my girlfriend, she went to school to be a teacher. That's how we met, is through classes and stuff. We both went to school to be teachers. Uh And you interviewed John, him and Carla both were teachers. Yeah, you fished the BASS Opens. So how's your experience been in the BASS Opens? So we're coming down to our last Open. I'm leaving actually Friday to fish the last Open of the year. And it's been really cool. You know, I had never fished 
any Bassmaster Opens up until this year. I started out the year really, really good. I got three checks in my first three tournaments, and it was awesome. Everything was going good. And it kind of went downhill from there a little bit. I, I struggled a little bit in the last few tournaments, but that's fishing. Fishing one of the most humbling sports out there. It'll humble you in a second. You do good one week, you go the next week, and you do the same exact thing, and it just doesn't work out. I mean, that's just fishing. You have to take every day as a learning experience. And this year, I've learned so much fishing the Bassmaster Opens, and I'm going to fish the Opens again next year, and I'm hoping to take everything that I've learned this year, and I'm going to expand on that next year. So it's been a huge learning experience for me. Are you trying to get to be elite anytime? That is 100% the goal. You know, I kind of set goals every year as to what I want to conquer. And that was certainly my number one goal this year was to make the Elite Series. I had a good opportunity to make it. It just didn't work out. And it wasn't in God's plan this year for it to happen. And I'm going to try again next year. Weren't you just at Lake Norman here a couple weeks ago? Yep. I was at Lake Norman. I just got done fishing Smith Lake in Alabama. And now we're going to Grand Lake in Oklahoma next week. I think it might have been an open on like. Yep. Um, yep. They had it on Bassmaster Live on the last day. Were you fishing that tournament? I was. Yep. I didn't get a fish the last day. I got my butt kicked in that tournament. So I didn't get a fish the last day, but I was there. What did you learn from a year in the opens? You have to be versatile. And that's one thing that I'm still working on. I, as an angler, I am versatile. For every tournament, I'll go practice three or four days, maybe sometimes even five or six days. You compile all these spots, all these baits, and you think you've got it figured out. And then on Smith Lake, the day before the tournament, it rained two inches and the water came up two feet. So you just have to be versatile. You have to fish the conditions. Every day is different. You might have a really good practice, find a bunch of fish in an area, and you just have to pay attention to the weather, pay attention to the conditions because the fish change so much. And you just never know what's going to happen. So you have to kind of go into the tournament with an open mind, just like another day of practice. And I'm still working on that. It's hard to do because you spend four days on a body of water and you find all this stuff and then you go to the tournament and it's all changed. So you just have to practice for the tournament and the conditions that the tournament's going to offer. And you have to be, don't be scared to change is what I'm trying to say. I heard you've been struck by lightning. I have been. Yes, twice, actually. Twice? I got struck twice. Wow. Was that on the same day? No, it was actually once was in 2016, and then I got struck this year, so five years apart. What was it like? Um, so I was driving down the lake this year. I've been struck twice. The first time, I grabbed a hold of a metal dock, and I was trying to seek shelter to get out of a storm. And when I grabbed onto the dock, the lightning bolt, we just seen this really bright light and it really loud, like, power. That was scary. And then this time, it was like I was trying to run away from a storm. And I was running down the lake going 65 mile an hour. And a lightning bolt was coming out of nowhere. And all I see is, like, white light. I couldn't see anything. And it was just, like, in the blink of an eye. All I see is white light. And then I feel this electrocution just go all the way through my body. That time was really scary because after it happened, like I was feeling really weird. I had to go to an ambulance and I just wasn't feeling right. So the second time was definitely more scary than the first time.
Sounds like God had a plan. Yep, yep, for sure. So was it like an electric fence, but ten times more powerful? Yeah, if I was going to describe it, I would describe it like grabbing onto an electric fence. Obviously, I wasn't expecting it, so it was just like it happened so quick. The it was just like I'm running down the lake and just out of nowhere. Like the first thing I'm, I was thinking, like what happened? I didn't know. It just it was so shocking to me that I had misstruck my lightning. I literally didn't know what happened. And my partner, I was fishing with a kid. He was looking right at me. Like it started raining, so he was sitting in the bottom of the boat, and he said he literally seen the lightning bolt come down and like hit me right on the shoulder. And like I said, all I could see was white light, but it was just stunning for a moment. Wow. And then didn't you win it next day? We did win the tournament. Yep, we went on to win the tournament. Wow. I'll take another lightning bolt for the next Bassmaster Open win on Grand Lake. Yeah. What was it like to get struck by lightning? It was a scary situation, and I didn't really know what to think of it. So I was trying not to be a sissy, but then John Render kind of talked some sense into me and was like, if you're not feeling good, you should probably come back. We tried to fish another spot, and I stood up, and I really wasn't feeling right. So we went in and got checked out, and we were all good. We won the tournament, so it all worked out great. Wow. That is amazing. What do you think made you really successful on the college circuit? So the college circuit, the guys are really, really good fishermen. And if you can be successful in the college tournament, you can be successful in the opens or you see a lot of guys like I'm sure you've heard of Matt and Jordan Lee and uh, a lot of guys who are fishing professional who fish in college. I fished for McKendry with John and we had the opportunity to travel everywhere and fish. We fished every tournament um, all over the country. I think I've fished in 20 different states um, while I was at McKendry. We covered a lot of ground and fished a lot of different water in a lot of different circumstances and that just really helped me become the angler than I am today. We fished for smallmouth, spotted bass, largemouth. We fished up north. We fished south. We fished everywhere. That made me the angler that I am today, and that helped me grow as an angler. It helped me see a lot of different situations and circumstances, and that was the one thing that really made me better in college fishing. You got your Toyota Tundra in your big boat with all your sponsors' names on it. How did that feel when you got that? It was really one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. Winning that tournament meant everything to me. It was what I had fished for my entire life, and I qualified for the Bassmaster Classic. There's only been a handful of people qualify for the Bassmaster Classic ever. Um, So that was huge. I mean, to say I qualified for the Classic, like you said, I won the Toyota Tundra, which was awesome. I won the, the boat, which was awesome. It really helped me get my name out there i picked up some really great sponsors rapala become one of my best sponsors which is awesome because without a rapala dt6 i wouldn't have won the trucking boat gained a lot of really good sponsors shimano g loomis rapala sponsors like that century 21 crestliner boats really that tournament helped me gain a lot of sponsors and we can't do it without sponsors in this industry it costs a lot of money to fish the bassmaster opens the Bassmaster Elite Series. When you're fishing in college, the school pays for all of our expenses. 
So when I went to McKendry, they paid for our gas and our food. John and Carla would sit and cook us a nice meal, and we'd come in and eat dinner. And we'd go to the gas pump, and John would put our credit card in, and I would pump the gas in. And you really don't realize how much it costs when the school's paying for everything. So when I come and fish the Bassmaster Opens this year, um, I really figured out how much it costs. And it's not cheap, and it's not easy. And without sponsors, it's really really difficult so winning that tournament really helped me take things to the next level as far as sponsorship and uh i really gained a lot of sponsors so that was awesome yeah i see you have your uh, main coda hat and Kara Hart. yep 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 Carhartt. they sponsored the whole bracket and they've been fantastic to me this year i've decked out with Carhartt clothes i've got more Carhartt clothes than i know what to do with i've had to buy more clothes hangers it's been really awesome like i said the sponsorships have really come my way since the tournament and it's been really cool how long do they last the sponsors they all started once i won the tournament i connected with some really cool sponsors and i'm hoping they last um forever i mean this sport is all about building relationships with sponsors And if that's one piece of advice I had to give to somebody who's looking to make it pro in the fishing industry is be yourself, build relationships with people. And if you build relationships, the industry is small, so everyone knows everybody. And it's all about building relationships with people. And if you're genuine and nice to people, things will work out. So I built some really good relationships with sponsors this year and, and go with companies that you're wanting to build a lifelong relationship with. So like Rapala, Shimano, G. Loomis, companies like that, Crestliner Boats. Those are companies that I want to be with for the rest of my fishing career. Um, so I'm not just going at them looking for product and saying, give me this. So I'm hoping the sponsorships that I've built this year will, will be beneficial to me um, for many, many years to come. So do you, like, do pro staff work for them? Do you, like, test the products and stuff? Yeah, so we get new products. Like, with Rapala, we come out with a new DT-10. So we have the DT-6, DT-8. We've got a new DT-10. I was really fortunate I got to test that product out. I can tell you, it definitely catches lots of big fish. I got the DT-10s before everyone else. So I get to test the product, give them feedback, stuff like that. So. That aspect's really cool. And then get to promote the product, promote the products that work. I hear for DT-10s, DT-12s, and DT-14s are really coming to play here. I hear, like, you can use the suspend dots and stuff to get them, yep. like, really late in the fall. Yep, the DT-6 is one of the best baits ever made, any company. And that's, like I said, when I won the truck and boat and all this stuff. And that's what I won my tournament on Lay Lake on after I got uh, struck by lightning. So I've won more tournaments on a DT6, I think, than any other bait. And this time of the year, too, it's really good in the fall. When you were a kid, did you imagine doing this? So it's been my dream to be a professional fisherman for as long as I can remember. I can remember, like, second grade. We were drawing pictures of our favorite athletes, and mine was a fisherman. So I've always wanted to be a professional fisherman. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would be fishing tournaments on the weekends, and I would be at the pond imagining I was fishing tournaments, keeping my best five fish. So I would say, yeah, it's always been a dream for me, and it's awesome to be able to live this year in the dream that I've always had. Are you back home right now? I am. I'm leaving on 
Friday to head to Grand Lake in Oklahoma. Did you ever meet J.T. Russell? J.T. Russell. I do know J.T. Russell. Yeah, I got to interview him, too. Yeah? Well, he's a character. I'm sure you had a good interview with yeah. him. Yeah, I know J.T. well. Do you travel with someone, or do you just go by yourself? I travel with primarily two other guys, John Garrett and Cody Huff. You may have heard of them. I met them fishing in college, and they fished for Bethel University. And, yeah, I've been really fortunate. Got to travel with them all year, and we, we stay with each other, and we have a really good time. So your goal is to get to the Elite Series? That is the goal. I would love to fish the Elites, and I think that's always been my dream. And there's a lot of other circuits out there that are great. I mean, we have FLW. We have the new circuit called the MPFL. But to me, the Bassmaster Elite Series is like the pinnacle of fishing. Like, that's what I've always wanted to qualify for. And if I can't make the Elite Series, then I don't know if I want to fish professionally. Yeah. Speaking of pinnacles, um, you, you fished the Bassmaster Classic. What was that like? It was the most amazing and scariest tournament I've ever fished in my life. <laughs> yeah. So. so it was really cool to be able to fish against guys I've been watching on TV for my entire life. Guys like Brandon Polinick, Chris Saldane, who lived on Ray Roberts where the Classic was this year. Guys like that that I've always looked up to, and I was – Literally fishing against them. So that was really cool. But now that I made it to the Classic, all I can think about is making it back. So I'm ready to make it back to the Classic so I can fish it again. Does fishing ever become a chore at all? Never. No. So I've been away from home a lot this year, and I really enjoy traveling. But it never becomes a chore. I I get up every day looking forward to going fishing. But realistically, when when you're doing really good and, like, Earlier in the year, I was really doing good. Everything was going great. It's a lot more enjoyable when you're catching them than when you're not catching them, obviously. But like I said, this is a humbling sport. You have to keep your head up. You have to really strive to succeed. You have to go out every day wanting to do your best. You can't just get down and get all pouty when you don't catch them. You have to keep your head up and just appreciate another day in God's creation and go out and go fishing and have a good time. And it never gets old. Yeah. I love fishing. Do you ever get fan mail? So I got a lot of fan mail after I won the bracket. I was on Bassmaster Live. I was on ESPN. And I had a lot of people reach out. And I get a lot of questions, like on Instagram, people asking just questions about fishing. And I get questions like that quite often. And I usually always try to respond to people. But, yeah, I, I do get a good bit of fan mail. Who are some of the people you've met along the way? So at the Bassmaster Classic, I met a lot of the elite guys. Some of my favorite people, I met Brandon Lester. Um, He is really, really nice. He's a really legit guy. He's super nice. But I met a lot of the elite guys, really all of them. I met John Cox, Keith Carson. They're two really cool dudes, and they both run Crestliner boats just like me. So they're cool dudes. Really, you, you don't find many bad people in the fishing industry. Most of us are all just plain guys going out trying to catch five fish every day. So I met a lot of really cool people this year. Did you meet Ott Defoe? Or? I did not meet Ott Defoe. He wasn't at the classic yeah. this year. Like um, but I met Seth Fighter, parked right beside him this year. I met him, Frank Talley. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a really, really cool guy that I've been fortunate enough to travel with. Like I said, the people that you meet along the way are just 
it's really cool to see the relationships that you build and the industry is really small so famous cool guys on the road and it's it's a really cool opportunity so what are your, some of your favorite fall techniques that are probably coming into play here okay so fall is one of my favorite times to fish a lot of people complain about fall fishing because it's so tough the fall is a really tough time to fish you're not going to go out usually and catch 100 fish in a day one of my favorite techniques in the fall is fishing grass lakes that i live around like lake of egypt kincaid lakes like that you can throw a frog catch them good on a frog you can catch them punching punching grass yep. and in the fall people don't realize how shallow fish actually get i've literally caught fish in the fall that have their backs out of the water they're so shallow i like going really shallow back into pockets and throwing top waters like buzz baits whopper ploppers stuff like that so that's probably one of my favorite ways to catch them in the fall as well I hear jigs will be good for a period of time. Yep, jigs are good, especially after we get a lot of rain. So, yeah, if we get a lot of rain, washes a lot of crawdad in the water. Jigs can be really big players as well. I want to fish for Bassmaster Elites and stuff someday. Do you have any advice? Yeah, I would, I would say do as much studying online that you can do. There's so much out there on YouTube, just social media. There's so much out there nowadays. So even in the off-season, you can be watching YouTube videos. I watch Scott Martin's videos a lot. And sometimes when I'm bored, I'm on the road, I'll just pull one up and start watching it. You can learn so much through other people's mistakes, um, through other people's successes. You can just learn a lot by watching other people's YouTube stuff. And uh, besides that, go out and go fishing. I mean, fish as much as you possibly can. Go after school. I used to even go before school. Fish as much as you possibly can. Get that time on the water that you need, and you will definitely grow as an angler. The more time you spend on the water, the more that you learn, and the more in sync with the fish that you'll be. So just spend as much time on the water as you can. I had an idea of something to do. I was on the BASS website, and I was kind of reading about Taku Ito and how he's yeah. thing to his baits, like, or like seal some in a bowl for a year. Yeah. I'm thinking about trying that. I definitely think it would work. I'm big in the scent myself. I spray my base with scent a lot. You can even put coffee grounds in your, like take your packaging for your baits, like your jigs that you're making. You can put them in a Ziploc bag, put coffee grounds and let, uh, oh, let yeah. the baits sit in coffee grounds. And I think that helps too. I'm thinking about putting, like, the Berkeley Gulp stuff in. I use uh, Bang Garlic a lot. I'm always spraying my baits with some kind of scent. Except Mom won't let me use our airtight containers, probably. Don't think I blame her. I'll ruin them forever, probably. Yep, I would say you're right. Can you share some of your favorite fishing stories or experiences? I would say just the Bassmaster college bracket in general this year i had my family there with me and it was just an awesome experience so i felt like it was god's plan for me to win the tournament the first day i'd been praying a lot and at noon i didn't have any fish at all maybe one maybe one small fish i knew i was getting beat really badly so i just kind of said lord i feel like it's your will for me to win this tournament just show me somewhere guide me to where you want me to be and right after that I went to a new spot, and uh, I was borrowing a guy's boat because I had recently sold my boat. 
and I opened up his rock compartment, and there was a underspin, which I never throw. I hate throwing underspins, but there was one in there. The hook was literally rusted. It had, like, rust on it. And for some reason, I felt like God was telling me to tie that underspin on. So I get in there. I'm kind of wrestling around. I'm, like, aggravated. I haven't caught anything all day. But I was tying the underspin on, and I stand up, and, like, my third cast, I catch one. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I catch one. And, like, two casts later, I catch another one. And for, like, an hour and a half, two hours, I caught so many fish, just one after another after another. And it was just really awesome. And that put me into the second day. Well, the second day, I only had, like, eight pounds. And I was pretty discouraged. And the third day, like, the night before the tournament, 2 o'clock, I woke up, and I just felt like praying. So I woke up, and I went to this chapel that was where we were staying i prayed for three hours lord guide me show me somewhere to go you know where i need to be show me so i'm driving down the lake the morning of the tournament and there was a point that i hadn't really fished all week and i just felt like god was leading me to this point so i pull over to the point and i had bassmaster live cameras on me and i started catching one every single cast for an hour just like every cast and uh, i was so excited and god's presence was on me and i was just in tears and uh, that obviously I went on to win the tournament and that was definitely oh. one of the most awesome experiences I've ever had. And I've had multiple experiences where I felt like God led me to fish, but that was one that I'll never forget. The circumstances and the outlook from the tournament was just so big. I mean, the Bassmaster Classic I had on the line and all that stuff. So that's the best memory I've ever had while fishing. Do you have any advice for me as a young fisherman? Yep, like I said, just keep fishing. Stay away from the video games. Don't sit and play video games all day. Go out and go fishing. When I was young, I never played video games. I was always going to the neighbor's pond. I had like four neighbors, and I swear I bugged them to death about fishing their ponds. And they all let me fish, and every day after school, I go fishing. Just spend a lot of time on the water. Don't be afraid to try new things. So if you're not good at catching fish on maybe a crankbait, throw a crankbait. Go to the pond. And figure out how to catch them. Or if you don't know how to catch them on a drop shot, go spend the day throwing a drop shot. Try different things. Do research online and, and figure stuff out. And uh, you'll become a much better bass fisherman. Time for some rapid-fire questions. We should be quick. All right. Braid, mono, or fluoro? Um, it depends on the situation. I'm a big fluoro guy. Anything besides topwater or spinning reel, I throw fluoro. Topwater, I'll throw mono or braid, just because fluoro stinks. But when it comes to spinning rods, I throw braid always. I'll throw 15-pound suffix braid with a 8 to 10-pound leader, sometimes 6, but usually I throw 8 or 10-pound fluoro leader. And it's just you can cast farther. There's no stretch in your braid. Um, mm -hmm. It's just really beneficial to me to throw braid on a spinning rod. Favorite fish to eat? Crappie, no doubt. I love eating crappie. Biggest bass you ever caught? In a tournament, eight pounds. I caught an eight-pounder in a tournament. I think my biggest one weighed eight pounds, seven ounces. Ooh. And that was on Toledo Ben. That's a tank. It was a big one. A Toledo tank. Yep, it was a Toledo tank. Favorite subject? I've always liked math. My mom's a teacher. She teaches math. When I was in school, math was always my favorite subject, which is weird because everybody hates math. 
now that I'm a teacher, I think I hate math because um, it sucks to teach. But my favorite subject in school was always math. It was just always like a fun game. And John Render will say the same thing because he loves math. But to me, I always thought of it as a game. Like solving a problem was always fun, and it was like a game. Is that why you're a teacher, math? John Render had a big influence on me being a teacher. Going into school, I really didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. And John kind of talked to me about teaching, and I've always really enjoyed our youth. So I thought teaching was a good route for me, and I enjoy it. If I don't make it in the fishing industry, I will be a teacher, and I will be very happy with that. So we'll just see how the next couple of years go. We'll see what God has in store. Flipping or pitching? Um, Flipping. No, I'm sorry. I would much rather pitch. Time for our last question. If you could go anywhere in the world, what would your dream catch be? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I spent a lot of time up north in, like, New York, fishing uh, Lake Ontario, fishing the St. Lawrence River. It's a really good area to go on, like, vacation. There's so many fish, big, smallmouth. And as Taku Ito would say, it's smallmouth Disneyland. It's just really incredible up there. The weather's beautiful. Upstate New York is just a beautiful place. So right now, I think upstate New York would be the place I would go to to spend some time. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Yep, no problem. I enjoyed it. I hope uh, I hope we made a good podcast, and it was enjoyable. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Catching Knowledge. I would be shocked if you subscribed, rate a review, or left a rating. Do you get it? I am shocked. Since Trevor was struck twice by lightning. Thanks to John Renderer for connecting me with Trevor. And also a big thanks to Trevor for doing the interview. I hope I get to stay in touch with Trevor. See you next time on Catching Knowledge.